We could do an entire episode on uh, Gerard Butler's career trajectory. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Wow. From that to rom-coms to terrible, terrible action post-apocalyptic movies? action right. movies. Like He's been pigeonholed harder than anybody. <laughs> Is he ever in heard. White House Down or the other? He's in all of them. He's in, yeah, it's a series now. Well, there's White House Down, and then there's the other one that's essentially the exact same thing. It's, um... Exactly. Hi, my name is Wes. Welcome to this podcast is not for you. I am here with this guy, Jake, and this guy, mm, also Jake. Whoa, we Jake got just kidding! It's Peyton. Oh, got him. Okay, hi. We're gonna talk about movies. Movies. Based on a true Another story. movie. Yeah, we're talking about movies again. We are specifically talking about movies based on a true story. Quotes. Quote unquote, based on a true story. Many or levels of based true on stories. a true story? Question mark. Inspired by real events. Somewhat, maybe. We're talking about this because uh, I was I was watching uh, Steve Jobs the other day, the movie Steve Jobs, and uh, was also just thinking about a lot of historical films or movies based on a true story because I am a history nerd personally. I have always loved history. It's my favorite subject in school. I love reading different history books. Um and I also love movies, so this is kind of a crossover subject for me, and I've always found it to be interesting because um, I love movies based on a true story, but sometimes they are radically different from the actual events. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about that idea, like, should movies be accurate? Does that even matter when it's based on a true story? What are some of our favorite films based on true stories? Are those accurate? What are some of the most accurate? What are some of the least accurate? So we're going to talk about that today. You guys. do Who, you me? Guys, yes, you two. Other co-hosts. Uh, do you have a particular affinity for movies based on true stories? Not really. What is your opinion on the genre as a whole? I think both can be done really well. Both based on a true story and ones that try to stay to the to the letter of history. Um, I love both, so I don't think I have a preference over um, true or fantasy. I guess is the other thing that you would put it into fictional, fictional. versus yeah. Hmm. Jake, how about you? Like, do I have a preference for which one? Do you particularly like movies based on a true story or? They're just another group for you in movies. I would say for me, it usually depends on the genre of the movie. Mm. Like if it's like a thriller, like a crazy suspenseful movie, and it's like based on a true story, I'm like, yo, this is insane. You know, yeah. something that like is crazy if it actually happened because so many times in movies, you're, what you're seeing didn't actually happen, mm-hmm. couldn't actually happen. But then you're like, whoa, what? This actually did? You know, and then one of my favorite like sites after watching one of those movies is history versus Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of did this really have, it answers the main questions of the movie basically and puts it in contrast with it. So I would say depending on the genre, it definitely matters to me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how accurate do you guys think a film based on a true story needs to be? Like, do you feel like at a certain point you're just like, okay, this might as well not be based on a true story. You might have well just made stuff up. Um, do you think there's any responsibility on the part of the filmmaker to be accurate in some way? Yes, um, but I think, yeah, I don't know, it's weird because some of my favorite based on true events or based on real figures movies are very stylized. And like you're talking about, Steve Jobs is based on true events but almost none of those events happened in terms of like interactions with other people in his life they definitely didn't happen at the settings that they happened yeah so uh i think the events themselves have to be true um maybe not the order or maybe not the setting the setting or the dialogue can be there's some liberty there Mm -hmm. i think to make your own personal film 
because uh, that's what makes those movies interesting is is Aaron Sorkin's writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I think you have to pay respect to the events themselves and the people themselves. I think there's some, there's definitely some artistic leeway, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, man, that's really hard because if you're going to use, quote, based on a true story as a selling point or a topic of discussion in your movie, it's really hard to veer so far away from the actual events mm-hmm. because your audience is, they, they might take it as yeah. fact. And so I, I do think there's some responsibility there. I just don't know how much. I, I, I probably would agree with Pate and we can talk about, I could think of three specific examples of movies that I think have done it really well or done it really bad. And we're going to talk about that later. So it's just really hard because you don't know how much your audience is pre-existing knowledge on this event is, you know, and then you don't know how much they're going to care after. And then they're going to just take it as fact if they don't. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really tough. I I agree. I think there is responsibility because the average moviegoer, when they see based on a true story, I think they, for the most part, take it as all of this stuff happened. Right, yeah. Um, And in this way. Well, does I don't think Steve Jobs has based on a true story at the beginning. I don't think it does either. I don't. I, I don't watched think that it that does. Long ago. And that's a great that. example. Mm-hmm. You know, so he do, Aaron Sorkin doesn't like unintentionally or intentionally try to pretend that this is how things went down. You know, right? And or Danny he's Boyle. Been, yeah, it. they've both been very clear that obviously all of these things didn't happen at these three yeah. events. You know. So that's a cool way to do it because yeah. it's like people very obviously know that this is based on Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. it's his name, right? Like, So, you know, it's like, hey, you know, and especially if you've read the biography, you know some of these stories, but this is a cool way to do. Right. It's a dramatized version yeah, of these Yeah, which is things. awesome. So, What it's, about you, Wes? You have a better way to articulate that than me? Well, I, I think the responsibility of a filmmaker is to represent the events accurately, not necessarily in detail, but the second you start manipulating the actual meaning of the events, or you kind of create an idea that wasn't part of the actual events, or like... Okay, so we'll talk about Social Network a little bit more, I'm sure, as time goes on, but... The book that The Social Network is based on, Accidental Billionaires, is also not accurate. It's also a dramatized version of the Facebook founding. Really good book, though. It is a great book, but it's not... It's written like a novel, not a historical, like, facts-based book. And so the movie also is not that way. Most notably, the character that Rudy Mara plays in the movie isn't real. And it essentially makes her spurning Zuckerberg his main motivation throughout the movie. And while I love The Social Network as a drama film, I can't really look at it as historically accurate because it's not. Like the broad strokes of there was a lawsuit from the Winklevoss twins and also a lawsuit from Eduardo Saverin. Like, that's pretty much it, you know? And the general events of how he created Facebook in general, you know, those are accurate. But the actual events of the movie are wildly not true. And I would say the biggest flaw is that it changes the real meaning of what actually happened to be some like vendetta against a girl that doesn't actually exist, you know? Um, and again, I love the movie. It's one of my favorite movies just cause I think it's so cleverly written, really well directed, really well performed. It borders on slander or like disparaging Mark Zuckerberg as a person. De- defamation I don't, or whatever. Defamation. Yeah. yeah like, I don't know Mark Zuckerberg as a person. Doesn't seem like the greatest guy in the world, but it characterizes him as something that he's probably not, you know? Which, I mean, some of that credit to Jesse Eisenberg because 
his performance is amazing. So yeah. it's like that's that's exactly what I think of when I think of Mark Zuckerberg now. Oh yeah. Real or sure. not, which is crazy. Yeah. But So I I would say that's kind of a a long winded example, but I would say that's the danger is when you take a historical event and then you twist it into something that the historical event actually wasn't at all. Whereas something like Steve Jobs is way more accurate to the events that actually happened. Yes, they didn't happen in those moments. They didn't happen like that, but those things happened. So if the movie is better, do they get more of a pass? Like 1517 to Paris, very accurate. Sure. <laughs> Terrible movie. Really accurate. I mean, you've got the actual people in it. I mean, it yes, couldn't be more do. accurate. Yeah. But like, man, does it suck. I think... Look accuracy. at the baby Coke, Steven. <laughs> I tried so hard during that movie. I was sweating. I was trying so hard. Accuracy, I would not say, is like an indicator of quality. By any means. They go together, though. Like, quality and accuracy. Like, it can't be... I don't know. But, I mean, like, social network... It's it's almost like you have to twist a little bit to make social network not... A good movie? Yeah, like, it is a good movie in almost every sense, except it's not true. You know, a lot of it is not true. Or... Very different in real life, you know? Yeah. Um. So, it's tough. Like, I love that movie, but it probably would have been more boring if it was accurate to what actually happened. There's also a place for super accuracy, and it's documentaries. Yes. I mean, yeah. I think it's a separate category. Not yeah. that, I don't know. I think there's room there. Um, because of documentaries that mm-hmm. it gives even more leeway for filmmakers sure. to make a yeah. drama, you know? So transitioning off of that, it's a tough question to answer. It's up for debate. Let us know what you think. Send us a message, comment, whatever. What are some of your guys' favorite movies based on a true story? I can kind of list off some of mine to start. Um, yeah. Like I said, social network, even though it's inaccurate, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Hunger is one of my favorite movies. It's a Steve McQueen film starring Michael Fassbender. Um, it's about a guy in a British prison who was a Irish prisoner, and he went on a hunger strike. And it's about that hunger strike in the prison. Um, Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford is a great movie. And then uh, Schindler's List is a really, really beautiful historical film. Um I really love these movies because they all all four of them are like represent something that happened somewhat even in the case of social network and add something more beyond that base story like Schindler's List has the use of color and almost a documentary look to it and um really came across as really authentic you know that goes beyond just telling a straightforward story about the holocaust uh assassination of jesse james is like a really beautifully made film it's shot really well there's these like kind of poetic narrations throughout the movie um the performances are all really good so that adds something more than just a nuts and bolts here are the events that happened um hunger same kind of thing like there's really intense brutal stuff in it but there's also really beautiful imagery there's a shot in the movie that's a conversation between two characters that's 16 minutes long unbroken yeah um amazing yeah and it doesn't feel like it uh while you're watching it you forget that the right the shot has not cut for that long um but well i think what you're saying those things are so essential when you're talking about a theatrical movie mm -hmm. it's like you have to have something that's not nuts and bolts otherwise you might as well make a documentary yeah i would say so schindler's list directed by steven spielberg i would say on the counter of that lincoln also directed by spielberg is a little weaker because um it's a bit more nuts and bolts it's not a life story it's about one event in lincoln's life the performance is 
incredible and it carries yep. the movie. But I'm going to talk about Lincoln later. Too. Okay. Um, but the movie is way more like dressed straightforward. Sure. And I think it makes it a weaker movie because of that. Um, still a really well done movie, I think, in a lot of ways. And I enjoy that movie a lot. But yeah, so those are my, my answers. Jake, how about you? Yeah, uh, just to list off, I can talk about certain ones a little bit longer than others, but uh, I watched The Big Short back in July again, and I think that has to be one of my favorite, like, historically, based on a true story movies. It's it's so smart, and literally, Ryan Gosling will look at the camera and be like, okay, now this didn't actually happen. What actually happened was this, and they'll break the fourth wall and tell you the real story. But then they'll be like, yeah, we kind of had to, you know, fudge some stuff because it wasn't as interesting as what really happened. And it's just, it's amazing and it's funny and it's smart. And it's one of the biggest events that shaped our adolescence, whether we realize it or not, is just how much the financial landscape of America changed in 2008 and it's just so good and it's about that but it's really funny and uh watching it now as like late 20s with a better understanding of like how mortgage-backed securities work and bonds and it's just like it's so much better now uh it's amazing yeah it's like one of those things kind of like social network is like you're made a movie based on exactly the founding of facebook you made yeah. a movie based on the 2008 housing crisis yeah. like yeah it sounds like it'd be incredibly boring, but it's they did a great job fantastic. of executing. What's a yeah? At one point, they Margot Robbie's not even in the movie, but they're like, yeah, here's Margot Robbie to explain this to you because I know you didn't understand it. And then it just cuts to Margot Robbie drinking champagne in a bathtub, and she's like, okay, so what they're talking about here, and it's just like so funny. Anyway, uh, that one we already talked about Steve Jobs, uh, Bleed for this, the Miles Teller boxing movie, and I only say that because they made things more believable in the movie by, like, uh, they they said that the audience wouldn't believe what actually happened, and so they fudged it to make it more believable in a way that, like, uh, for example, okay, so he breaks his neck in a car accident, okay? And so, like, one, one of my favorite experiences of a Based on a True Story movie is not researching it, watching it, and then researching it. That's one of my favorite things to do when it comes to true story movies. It's like one of my favorite parts of the experience. Mm -hmm. And so I got home and I was like, that's crazy. He broke his neck and then he boxed again. You know, what are the chances? So he breaks his neck in a car accident and he has a brace on in the movie for six months. In real life, he had a brace on for three months. <laughs> and then in the movie, he starts training like a, a month or so after they put the halo on him, you know, the neck brace. And in real life, he started training five days after they put the halo on him. Wow. So, so I remember that was very vivid. I went home and re researched it and I was like, that's the first time I've ever heard of them being like, no one will believe the real story. So like we have to like... the story Yeah. Down. What's the name of that? Bleed for this. Bleed for this. It's crazy. The movie's okay. It's nothing to write home about, but I was very vividly... The first time I've ever heard of them doing that. Be like, okay, no one's going to believe this. They're going to say it's fake because it's a movie. But it really happened. It was, it was crazy. Uh, I really, really loved Richard Jewell and First Man. So those are the last two that came to mind. And I think with, with especially with uh, Big Short, and I haven't seen Bleed for this, but some of those other ones you mentioned, I think they have in common with the ones that I... I like as well is there's an element to them that puts it above just a straightforward story. Yeah. You know, there's the use of breaking the fourth wall mm. in the big short. Steve Jobs has the structure of the three events and it's all It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's and also you add in Aaron Sorkin's dialogue and that's a whole other element, but Fassbender, Jeff Daniels, yeah. Seth Rogen. It's just like the common denominator. Yeah. I feel like is something, an element of it that the filmmaker puts in there that is just pushing it over the edge of something more unique. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton what were some of yours? Um, Zodiac I've got on my list. Um, I just Zodiac will come up later. I would well. love it so much if it wasn't three and a half hours long. It's like that's the biggest thing for me with that movie because I watched it like a couple months ago. It's so good, but the it's thing just about like, it Ugh. is 
the thing about a good movie to me is like, if it's good, I don't care if it's nine hours long. I want it to be as long as possible. Mm. Like it being good though means it's not dragging. So like mm. it can't be four hours long and drag. Right, if it's right, right. Nine hours long and it's good. Then it's nine it hours long. It won't feel and it's good. nine hours long. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about it. But like, yeah. I mean, I a movie's great. I, I wouldn't watch it every year, but I'd watch it. You know. Once every ten years, yeah. five years, or something like. But it's it's a great one, and then I have Lincoln in there for me. Like I really love Lincoln a lot. Um, just that's one that's a little different because it's not really the filmmaker making the making it like putting his own spin on it. It's Daniel Day. It's like the performance. Yeah. It's one of the best makes, performances. He's is done, what I makes think. the uh, makes it different than a documentary. You know, it's like he. Uh, whether I mean no one's alive that even knew Abraham Lincoln anymore no one really knows I mean there's some audio of him but it's like no one knows what he was like mm-hmm, sure. so he's embodying you know a character that he doesn't know really that much about in terms of mannerisms and some fun facts about like the movie Lincoln in terms of historical accuracy according to all documentation the reason that Daniel Day did like a higher pitched voice. Like when people have played Lincoln in the past, they do it more sure. like deep and commanding. somber and commanding. But in real life, Lincoln had a higher pitched voice that was described as almost whiny at times. Um, and they recorded the audio of Lincoln's actual pocket watch uh, in the Lincoln Museum and used that audio. Hmm. Uh, whenever Lincoln in the movie opens up his pocket watch. It's the actual sound of Lincoln's real-life pocket watch mm. ticking wow. in the movie. That's interesting. I didn't know those that. Are, those are my two fun facts about Lincoln. Um, so and my fun. third one, I <laughs> put Pursuit of Happiness. I really I like that movie. It. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really good. I think it's Will Smith's shining moment in movie making i was just I telling he's very Steph very not average in a lot of stuff yeah he's really good in that movie hmm. um after earth was one of my favorites his. i have not that's <laughs> seen the one with him that. and Jaden. it's like it's oh. terrible it's like, m night Shyamalan movie <laughs> karate right? kid i don't remember six karate kid reboot hancock <laughs> also directed by peter berg Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. He's got a, he's got his hand in a lot of stuff. <laughs> but in terms of drama for Will Smith, I feel like that's one of his best. Mm. And I just, even if it wasn't based on a true story, it would be true because it's yeah. just like, it's a very general story of of um, self reliance and you know uh, struggle and sure. But it's really good. Those are my three. Now, sometimes there are movies that are not actually based on a true story in terms of like literal people or real life specific events and are used more to tell the story of a broader event that happened um, and sometimes can be really accurate to that event. The most notable example is Saving Private Ryan is not actually based on a true story of a group of men that had to go behind enemy lines and rescue somebody and bring him home. But obviously world war two happened. Uh, the invasion on D day of Normandy that's represented at the beginning of the movie has been said to be like 99% accurate to what the actual event was like. Uh, the notable exceptions are there's, a shot where the the water has turned red from blood and that didn't happen because it would take an insane amount of blood to turn the ocean red. Uh, And then there's men that are shot underwater and that doesn't actually happen. So the second a bullet hits water, the velocity stops. So you can't actually be shot underwater unless you're like on the surface and get shot. But like if you're deep enough underwater the bullet won't reach you. It'll just stop. Um, but outside of those two moments, in that opening section is incredibly accurate. There were vets that, while watching it, had to leave because it was so accurate to what they went through. Um, yeah, like it makes you want to crawl inside of a foxhole a little bit watching that opening sequence. And um, I was little plug i was watching a youtube channel called history buffs and it's a guy that does like a 30 minute breakdown of a 
movie that's based on historical events. And he kind of goes through the inaccuracies and the accuracies. This is another reason I, I started thinking about doing this episode. But um, there's a little detail in Saving Private Ryan that's really accurate. There's a scene where you remember at the end of the D-Day invasion, there's two German guys that walk up and they yeah, start speaking. They and the guy's like, I can't understand you. And they shoot him. And he says, Look, Mom, I watched for dinner. Yeah. That's not what he actually says. They're speaking in Czech and they're saying, I'm I'm Czech. I'm not German. I'm a prisoner. And in real life, the the Czech Republic was invaded by Germans and the Czech men were forced into uh service sure. and against their will. So that's a but Spielberg does not put um subtitles on it so you don't know that it's but it's a really minute detail that's really really awesome and i didn't even know that watching it uh, i've seen that that's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah, i didn't know that but the rest of the movie is not based on a true story the town at the end of the movie that last battle doesn't exist um that battle never happened but it represents the war as a whole and what those men went is that through. Newville, I guess it is. Yeah, that's the name of the town at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. But um, so, what do you think about movies like that? The other examples I had are The Patriot, uh, Titanic. Not any of my favorites, but do you think that's a valid way to use movies? Is like tell a fictional story within a nonfiction world? Like, what are your guys? I thoughts think when on you that? like what you said when it pays tribute to an event or something i think that's that's where you fall into it being more than valid because i mean things like saving private ryan's story happened you know not necessarily like you said a group of eight guys going in and getting one person out. but the idea of brothers dying and needing to bring another that that happened so i mean i think when you talk about big events and a lot of them are war movies you know like we were soldiers is it is an individual story yeah. not really ba- it's kind of falls after private ryan in terms of like there's a lot of movies that took the private ryan route you know sure. after it exploded well yeah we were soldiers is based on an actual event and real people right. um but i don't know that it represented the war as accurately i don't know there's right. been a lot of like debate about vietnam movies sure versus the actual war yeah. Um, a lot of guys have said most Vietnam movies are not accurate at all. The thing I like about We Were Soldiers, and if I'm right about it, is it takes isn't half of the movie from the side of a person in in the Viet Cong. Some of it is, yes. Okay. Uh, there's it cuts to the the opposite side, right. and so let us see Letters to Iwo Jima. Also yeah, do so that. Letters to Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers, both directed by Clint Eastwood, were like kind of two halves right. of the movie right. that uh, Clint Eastwood made. One is the Japanese story and one is the American story. Yeah, I guess I I would say um, there's definitely a place for movies like that, though, mm-hmm. um, that hold. I think those can be some of the most powerful um, just because that gives the filmmaker a avenue to be creative i think something like titanic is weird because two-thirds of the movie is in my opinion extremely boring yeah the interesting see that's where i would say where what is it three it's got to be three it's like three and a half hours or something like that that's where something drags at three and a half i think Mm -hmm. the most interesting part of the movie is when the the ship starts sinking because that's the event right you Mm -hmm. know it's Um, more about the icons in that movie than yeah. it is about um, the stuff that happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Billy Zane in particular. It's all about <laughs> Billy Zane. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on movies not based on a true story, but representing an actual event? You approve? Disapprove? He's thinking. I like him. Yeah. I think that's sort of like Steve Jobs. Yeah. You know, it's basically what we're talking about, in my opinion, is the movies that don't have that tag on them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, the first one that came to my head, and you guys are already very nail on the head here, but they, a lot of them are war movies. 1917 felt yeah. very much like that. It's like, yeah. 
I could see two guys having to go to the front lines sure. and delivering a special message through a bunch of trenches. Like that's yeah. not, it represents the know, war, but not the yeah, specific story. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, a lot, there are a lot of good nine 11 movies yeah. about like whether or not they're individual stories that actually happened or not, you know? So mm-hmm. big events like that, uh, I think are the best ones because it's, they're trying to, on some level, they're trying to capture the feeling of the event. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that is it's almost impossible to tell the whole story because it's so big. Right, like those yeah. are the best ones, yeah. like World War Two. You can't tell. It's a slice of this right. event. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like a like a Ken Burns, he did like, you know, twenty parts of World War Two. How many parts were in ten? That? Ten parts. But they're all like two and a half, three hours. Right. So like that's the only real way to tell. A story that long, even Band yeah. of Brothers, which was a miniseries, right? Like had to reduce stuff sure. down. They said they Skipped had months. to reduce yeah. hundreds of characters down Into, to like twenty. Yeah, uh, a lot of guys were composited together, sure. mm. um, but still represented what that group of men went through. Right. Yeah, and something like nine eleven, it, it's almost impossible to tell without a personal point of view. Yeah. Because that's what you need in a movie. Yeah. Is a personal point of view and you can't cover everybody. So yeah, you're forced to, I think a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're, I think they're good for the most part. Yeah. I would agree. I think that might be the best way to tackle a big event. Yeah. You know, Um, when I was uh, doing more active, like screenwriting, I had an idea for a movie about the 1960s that was about like three brothers. One was in the Vietnam War, one was in the protest movement, and one was in the actual government. Mm. And uh, even in outlining or like thinking about that, I was like, that is, it's too big to tackle in yeah. a movie because um, it's just so much. Yeah. You know? And I think that, that without the tag on there, it allows the filmmaker to take some liberties without this like guilt, you know? And so yeah. it's like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. But I think maybe the the problem that some filmmakers might run into is that the story they're kind of adapting isn't as well known as World War Two or 9-11. Or, sure. And yeah. so they want to say, hey, some of this is real, which is crazy. And, you know, it also they, could be a studio thing too. True, they're yeah. They're forcing them yeah. to put based on a true story. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't know why. Or forcing them to make changes to make the movie more... Right. Could be, it could palatable. be a number of things. It could be yeah. people that were involved in the real events want them, Yeah. you know, their wishes are not... They have rights, so, I mean, you could... Yeah. I don't know exactly how that works, but I'm sure that if someone made a movie about you, you could make them say based on true yeah. events or something. I know um, Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal about Jeff Baum, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. He worked like immediately with Jeff about like what he experienced and what he went through. And so I think that kind of covered their tracks, you know, because then they didn't ask him, hey, can we make this movie? Yeah. Yep. And then they see the movie and they're like, well, no, like him and Jeff went on, press tours together him and jeff were like training you know for the movie together and stuff so yeah i think if you don't do if you don't take that approach and include them almost in like the filmmaking process then yeah you might just either do it or not do it as a way to like cover your isn't that what they also did with uh don't worry he won't get far on foot uh wasn't the guy that joaquin phoenix plays kind of involved in i don't know about that i don't know either it's a really good movie though so we kind of touched on this earlier but I feel like it can be deceptive to an audience to say based on a true story when you've basically changed the actual event into oblivion where it's not accurately representing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Coen brothers actually did a cool thing when they made Fargo uh, on the script. It said based on a true story. And while they were making it, William H. Macy came up to them and was like, man, this is like crazy that this stuff actually happened. And he goes, Oh yeah, no, He's like, what? He's like, yeah, no, this isn't actually based on a true story. It's like, why does it say it on the script? It's like, why not? So they were like <laughs> pointing out, I think they were kind of doing an experiment with like, how much can people just buy into it if it says that at the beginning? Right. There were literally people that when they saw the movie Fargo, so in the movie, um, 
a suitcase full of money. It's like buried in the snow off the side of a road. Mm, And tons of people went to North Dakota and Minnesota, like all up north, trying to find this suitcase because it was never found in the movie. Um, But (laughs) they just said it's based on a true story, even though none of it is. Mm. Um, I think it says... The events are real. The names have been changed to honor the or like protect the identity of the deceased or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's all made up. It's and funny that there's no like checks and balances for that. Yeah. You don't have to like go through some committee to put that on your movie. You sure. can just put it on there. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting that they did that. I actually don't have much of a problem with that because I think that's the point they're making by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just messing with people and going, don't believe everything you see yeah. just yeah. because someone tells you it's true. Well, the problem with it is you can't, I don't think you can put a check and balance on it just because if you do, then, I mean, you see it in the old, and when film became a thing is like you see propaganda films and they're all controlled by the government and it's like, it could turn into that Yeah, if you... If you block if everybody from, if you find the most minute detail that's off, mm-hmm. you yeah. chop that movie and it's like, no longer does an individual have control over, you know, their own movie. Yeah. Right. And I feel like if you draw that line too close, it'll, it's dangerous. But Yeah. So let's talk about some specific movies. Uh, what, in your opinion is the worst historical film that you've seen. The worst, like, quote-unquote, based on true story film you've seen. For my, for me, it's hands down JFK. If Inglorious Bastards said that at the beginning of it, I would pick that. But I've it's, not seen it, so I can't really rail with you. I'm sorry. JFK is the conspiracy theory movie about the JFK assassination. Uh-huh. And uh, What year did that come out? Uh, late 80s, early 90s, somewhere okay. in there. It's an Oliver Stone movie. I'm not a big fan of his films in general because he's got bias in pretty much everything he does. But it's... Is it basically Mob killed him? Uh, No, but it it's basically the Grassy Knoll conspiracy. Okay. It's like someone shot him from the Grassy Knoll. Yeah. But it manipulates the actual science of it. True. Um, part of it's because the guy it's based on the guy Kevin Costner plays in it also was like spewing all this crap about the magic bullet that like twists and turned and like all this stuff when none of that's had, it's been readily disproven like by ballistics as experts, like all this stuff. But I would say that is hands down the worst historical film because it's literally a conspiracy theory. Right. Um, put on film and gone and going this is true this is what actually happened um so yeah that would be my my vote mine's pearl harbor Mm. just because not really based on the truth or not it's just a terrible movie that's and i think that's more of a injustice to history and historical events is to make a bad movie it's like what are you doing like yeah that's that's more disrespectful to me than changing a bunch of events. Well, it would be like making Saving Private Ryan, but making it not accurately represent the event because I think it didn't accurately represent the event of the Pearl Harbor attack either. Sure. Like it yeah, didn't, it's not, it's not like odd. Titanic where it's like, yeah, there's two hours of love story that's kind of boring or whatever. Yeah. And then a somewhat accurate representation of the sinking of the Titanic, you know? It's like an it's like a boring love story, and then an inaccurate representation of right. the Pearl Harbor it's attack. So bad. Um, Midway is another one that I think of. Like I didn't even watch that movie, but I can tell you that that movie is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I said Pearl Harbor just because it's it's absolutely terrible. Not not accurate. Maybe it's accurate. Maybe it's not. But it's just bad. Uh, I was. I said fifteen seventeen to Paris. Yeah. Clint, I love your decision to include the real people. I think that's really cool. I it think it did not pay off. I was gonna say I think it's a great opportunity for them, you know, tell their story accurately. 
it did not pay off. The movie is laughable. Um, yeah. There's so. a reason you cast actors. Yeah, and, and you know, I like I said, uh, I like a lot of Clint's movies, and so I, I get mm-hmm. what he was trying to do, and that's why I went and saw it, because I was like, oh, this is really cool. These are the real dudes, like, you know. And, you know, in the movie, it's like, the reason he saved the people on the train is because the gun jammed. And then in the movie, the gun jams. And then you're thinking, no way. That's that's because it's a movie. You know, that would never happen. And that's really what happened. So it's it's accurate because they got the real people. The real people are in the movie mm-hmm. acting as themselves, but the movie's terrible. So Yeah, that's an example, I think, where they took... I don't think they took any liberties in terms of like events. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so boring. Barring a terrible party scene in Amsterdam, who knows if that happened or not? Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring and pointless right. to the movie. Yeah, the the movies. Yeah, all all kinds of terrible for so many reasons. But kind of a cool idea. It is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Props on the try. Did not pay off. No. All right. Baby Coke. I got a couple of. <laughs> I looked up Look some at the lists. Baby Coke, <laughs> I looked up yeah. a couple different lists, kind of cross reference to them of most accurate based on true story films, and I kind of got the same few on there. I just listed a couple here. Uh, 127 Hours, the Danny Boyle film about starring James Franco about the guy that got his arm pinned in the rock in Utah and had to cut it off. Um, the guy said it was really accurate with the exception of a couple of dream sequences that happened in the movies. Like I didn't hallucinate that much. I didn't hallucinate a flood. Um, but other than that, really accurate. Right. Um, also scientifically accurate to how he ended up amputating his own arm. Um, really tough to watch. That yeah. Sequence. And I, I need to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, also just like, Props to Danny Boyle to being able to make a guy in literally standing in one location for a full movie entertaining. Yeah. Um, 12 Years a Slave, really great Steve McQueen movie, same guy that directed Hunger, um, about a guy that's kidnapped and sold into slavery. Um, Apollo 13 is incredibly accurate. Um, I think I noted, or I saw that the one thing that was inaccurate is I don't think they were ever able to see the damage um, to the ship that was floating away like they do in the movie. Um, And then Zodiac is incredibly accurate. Um, I don't think that the person that the movie kind of lands on as being the Zodiac is actually the Zodiac. There's kind of evidence post the movie to disprove that uh, Arthur the Allen is the Zodiac was the Zodiac killer. He's since passed away. It was definitely him. Okay, um, but he passed away. They investigated his house. They investigated uh, DNA evidence, all that stuff, and disproved that he's Zodiac killer. I guess it's still somewhat possible that it's him, but the movie is very accurate to. Jake Gyllenhaal's character, yeah. what he went through and what he did. Um, but yeah, those are, that's my list of most accurate. What I like about Zodiac in terms of its accuracy is like, it doesn't, he doesn't do anything like revolutionary. Like he's doing pretty ordinary stuff in terms of yeah. like gathering evidence or like getting on the story. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like he's, solving the case it's very sure. subtle yeah and that's what's great yeah. about and it. it takes years right you know? and yeah i think that's a great example of not taking a liberty and probably it would have made the movie more satisfying for a lot of people if they did you know because like my dad watching he's like yeah but like the ending it's just like and i was like yeah but that's real right yeah. you know and so it's like it's the end of 1917 where he just delivers a message and he's like all right good job leave and you, like, you have no idea what this dude just yeah. went through. Would have made a more satisfying, quote, movie ending for him to be like, son, you just saved a lot of lives yeah, today. Yeah, right. You just earned a blah, blah, blah. It's like, that didn't happen because it's not really what's going to happen in real life. So right. yeah. I think Zodiac's a great example of something they could have wrapped it up with a bow. More theatrical. Yeah, it made a lot more people happy probably, but I think it's cooler that they didn't. Sure. But, yeah. Um, so now on the flip side, 
the other flip side. We're going to talk about least accurate movies. I've got a list here. Um, Rudy, 1993. Huh. Apparently, basically none of it happened. Uh, I did not know this. He did get on the football team, and they did cheer his name, but... That's it? uh, The jersey scene... I don't know the jersey scene in particular, yeah, but I know. completely everyone, made up. Everyone turns their jersey into the coach. Yeah, completely made up. Nobody had to threaten the coach or let Rudy play because the coach had decided he would himself. As for the crowd, <laughs> uh, chanting Rudy's name, they did that after the game because they liked Rudy and liked what they saw when he played. He did legitimately get carried off the field, though, uh, and thankfully not via stretcher. This list, by the way, is coming from Goliath.com. So he didn't work in like a steel mill? I'm kidding. Um, Airbud is it's got to be on there. Right? <laughs> he actually uh, ate chocolate pudding, not <laughs> vanilla pudding. Uh, Pocahontas, the animated. Dang, that's what version, I was gonna say. Uh, not accurate. Um, Does it say it's based on a true story? It is based on a true story. Oh, John Smith and Pocahontas are real people, right? Uh, John Smith, for the most part, full of crap. From what a lot of people say historically. Um, it wasn't this like whirlwind romance kind of thing. She married somebody else. If you want to see a more accurate version, the New World, the Avatar. New World, the New World by <laughs> the New World Avatar. by Terrence Malick by Ter- Terrence Malick. <laughs> yeah. Avatar. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, loosely based on Ed Gein, but outside of that, it's about it. Uh, Captain Phillips apparently has been disputed quite Whoa. a bit. Yeah, apparently some of the crew on the ship blame Captain Phillips for the pirates coming on board at all. Like, he hmm. essentially failed to protect the ship. Um, Come on, Tom. Yeah. Uh, 300, based on a true story, but obviously that movie is highly stylized. Sure. <laughs> uh, so it's not really trying to be the most accurate. Uh, the Revenant. Very, very loosely based on real event that a guy was mauled by a bear and crawled and survived. That's about it. But he did not seek revenge on anybody. Good movie, though. Debatable. Yeah, uh, it depends who you ask. Uh, you love, we hate. Nice. <laughs> uh, Uncooked of, carrots. Pursuit of Happiness is on this list, Aww. Peyton. That's fine. It's still a good movie. Well, yeah, I think he actually pointed it out because he liked it because it could just be a story i think yeah. is what he was talking about so even more uh, credits to you a beautiful mind this is a movie that i thought was really interesting to be on this list because it's one of those movies where as you're watching it it's kind of trying to seem like it's really accurate you know it's a pretty by the book it's a ron howard movie ron mm-hmm. howard makes very straightforward films um the grinch yeah very straightforward <laughs> but in real life, Nash, the guy that A Beautiful Mind is based on, had schizophrenia, paranoia. He didn't hallucinate entire people, like uh, the movie says. Uh, he suffered from weird beliefs, like how anyone who wore a red tie was a Soviet spy. Uh, he didn't take any medication after 1970. They left that out of the movie because they didn't want actual schiz- schizophrenic people to not take their medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and he in the movie is a faithful husband to his wife in real life. He was bisexual. He had affairs with men, uh, had an illegitimate son was abusive. We have all been a bunch of different stuff. Um, Sully has some inaccuracies in it. He wasn't like tried, uh, like he was in the movie. Cinderella man, similar to it's also a Mm -hmm. Ron Howard movie. Braveheart. Yeah. Big movie classic in a lot of ways not particularly accurate in a lot of ways as well and it claims to be it claims to be got yeah okay gladiator Um, also claimed to be accurate uh gladiator is not a true story okay yeah gladiator is just gladiator is one of those ones that like represents the time Mm. more so than okay an actual event Um, i just thought there might be a russell crowe connection yeah yeah. He was he was Cinderella the, man. He was the late nineties, early two thousands Mark Wahlberg, if you will. <laughs> Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah. And then number one on the list is Lawrence of Arabia. Uh classic movie, really well done, but there's a lot of stuff 
in it in general that is not entirely accurate. T.E. Lawrence, who the movie is based on, has kind of become a mythical figure in general uh, during World War One yeah. specifically. Uh, he fought in Africa and the Middle East. It was very... A lot of stuff that he did became legend, more so than mm. what he actually did. Um, but yeah, that's a list of movies that based on a true story, might not be 100% accurate. We're going to post the whole list yeah. in the description, so if you want to read more about them, uh, go for it. And another great resource, like I said, my favorite part of seeing these movies is going home and reading about them, mm-hmm. is History versus Hollywood, which is kind of the go-to yep. for... Uh, they'll just answer all the main questions, like mm-hmm. Richard Jewell. Like, did Richard Jewell really have diarrhea? And that's yeah. why the, he spotted the bomb, because he was on the way to the bathroom. Yes. So, you know, yeah. like it answers those kind of questions about all these movies. So it's and really cool. Like I said on YouTube, History Buffs uh, is a pretty interesting channel as well, specifically about movies and the historical events that they're based on. All right. Well, thanks for listening. That kind of wraps up this episode. This has been This Podcast is Not For You. Uh, my name is Wes. I'm Jake. I'm Peyton. Thanks for listening. And stay accurate. Stay accurate something. out there, folks. <laughs> If you're making a historical film out there, veer left. Lizzie Borden has an axe, had an axe. Make sure it's accurate. Stay accurate or don't because we also didn't really decide that. That's true, but didn't you make a historical film? Make a historical check. You worked on it. Yes, but it was also not really. Not accurate. Yeah, it it was modern day. It was, yeah. Make a history check. Nice. He doesn't even get it. One of those D&Ders out there. Oh! All right. Looking for a 17 or higher. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. All right. Bye.